folks. You're going to suffer through it again with Zahi uh, trying to introduce uh, this segment of Let's Talk Ed in a week when we're talking about uh, Chris Ford's uh, forte, which is uh, media in general, social media in particular. And in this week, uh, Chris, I would like, or this episode, I should say, I would appreciate it if you were to take us into uh, two apparently desperate, but in reality, uh, um, part of the same uh, path, which is how to make social media successful and how can we really double down on the use of student-generated content? Yeah, and, and really those two things go hand in hand very, very well. Um, you know, so one of the things that performs well for colleges and universities on social media is pictures and videos of college and, and university students. You know, uh, other people want to see whether it's alumni or prospective students or or parents or people in the community, they want to see what students are doing. So there are great opportunities to leverage that. Um, and, you know, for TikTok, student-generated content is amazing because TikTok doesn't need the, the polish that like a YouTube might need. So the idea of having a student do a day in the life type piece, for example, and, and show what they are doing on an everyday basis could make great content. Uh, I've seen some really cool things where uh, colleges are profiling different students. And, you know, like if you're familiar with the people of New York uh, thing in a very similar way where they're they're just asking them about their their college experience and you know, again, none of these are really being done with the intent of, you know, do you want to be just like Macy? Well, applications are open right now. Go to. Uh, that's not what we're talking about putting that on uh, with all of those things. You know, not everything needs to have that call to action like you might have if you're doing general advertising. You want that to be there. Uh, so, you know, having that student generated content is really good. And, you know, there's always the concern, you know, well, I don't want to turn over the keys to our social media to uh, a student. And there are a variety of different ways where you can give limited access, where you can give access in a way that, uh, you know, one of your, your people has to approve that before it gets posted. Uh, I've seen some colleges where they do a social media ambassador type program where they are recruiting students that will participate in this. Those students may be getting a, a stipend or a scholarship of some sort uh, in exchange for the work that they produce for the college or, or university. And it's something that they'll be able to put on their resume. So, uh, you know, again, we're not just saying grab some student randomly out of a class and say, you're doing social media for us now. Uh, that's not going to work. But, you know, there are ways that, that you can do it and and be successful. And, uh, you know, people love that student generated content. They want to see that. It's something that uh, in the job that I'm at right now, uh, in the next 
couple of weeks, I'm going to be getting uh, some some videos of a lot of our students talking about their experiences. And I don't want those students to have the questions in advance because I want their authentic voice as they give an answer about why they chose to come there. Uh, I don't want them to be super polished and scripted in, in what they say. So, Chris, uh, two questions that unfold from what you asked. One of them is, uh, not what you asked, what you said. Uh, one of them is, would it help us to have each discipline, each department, each college uh, within an institution uh having their own social media, uh, you know, like down to section X, of course, Y, uh, having its own social media, is that a good thing? And then on the, uh, you know, the other question that came to mind is, what could administrators do to support that structure? Because every, you know, it's one thing to do a video and post it somewhere, but now doing it in, in 10 different formats, you're multiplying it not by 10, but it's, it's more of an exponential growth and, and so on. Yeah, so on that first question, um, there, there are a lot of departments that really, really want to have their own social media. And with that, there are a lot of departments that are not prepared to manage that social media. Um, you, you can't have one person or a small team of people managing, you know, 40 different social media platforms for a college or university. It doesn't work well. Um, and it, it ends up diluting your message. Now, if you're maybe a big, you know, land grant R1 university where, you know, our physics department is well known, maybe that's something that, that you could look into. Um, but overall, my experience has been, and, and it's not my own experience, it's experience I've heard from other colleagues in the industry where some department absolutely positively had to have social media. And in, you know, two years, you can count on one hand the number of times they've posted on it. Uh, so that ends up doing more harm than good, because if you're not active, Nobody sees your stuff, number one. And, and number two, um, you look dull and boring and you don't want that. Uh, so, you know, taking something down to that granular level is not a good idea overall. Um, and, and then touching on the other part to it, too, is, is taking the understanding that all of these things take a lot of time. Uh, putting together a video takes time. Uh you know, getting pictures takes time. Uh, I've been, you know, going to a lot of our classrooms to get video and I am there for a large part of, of that particular period because I am trying to get a lot of different angles. I'm trying to get uh, shots of our instructors, shots of our students, shots of, of different, you know, pieces that are going to help tell that story, whether it's it's now or in the future. So I have all of this stuff to fall back on. Um, you know, every every platform has a, a different perfect size of things that they want, perfect style. So uh, again, I may do a five minute video about 
something going on that we put up on YouTube, I can't do that on TikTok. I can't do that on Instagram Reels. Um, it won't work. So there's a lot of time in now you're editing for this specific platform or that specific platform. Um, you know, a rule of thumb that I heard a long time ago is expect to spend 10 hours per week per channel that you are managing. Um, so if you have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, there's 50 hours right there for one person. And most people are working a 40 hour work week. Um, social media can be 24 hours a day. Uh, there are, you know, people aren't only consuming your social media during your working hours. And when they ask a question, they want it answered. So there's a lot of time that you have to invest. And, and what that means is there needs to be some investment in people in your, your digital area. So, you know, maybe you do have somebody that is in charge of photography and videography. Maybe you have somebody that's in charge of graphic design. You have some people, you know, a person or people in charge of social media only. Uh, I remember talking to uh, another large university. They had nine people doing just social media. They would occasionally help out with other marketing tasks, but their primary function was social media, nine-person team. Chris, it's, it's, uh, I can attest from, you know, like we typically release 30 minutes and three segments on YouTube and, and three minutes in shorts format, whether on YouTube or, or TikTok. And that takes me about seven hours in terms of editing, in terms of rendering, in terms of, you know, uh, uploading, in terms of writing uh, the descriptions, coming up with the thumbnails. Uh, so I can attest to how hard work it is and time consuming. Yes, you get the knack of it of doing the same thing. But if you're not listening to the whole uh presentation you you know and you're not trying to edit it right you might have concerns uh, so with that in mind and the fact that it is also uh, requiring lots of tools right it's uh, yesterday's camera isn't necessarily going to be good for this year right 4k cameras might become obsolete in a year or two and so on um, microphones uh, lighting in rooms and what have you so if you had a rule of thumb for an institution of any size, how do you think or do you recommend we fold into our budgetary prioritization the, um, the social media on top of every other historical media approach that, that we've used for decades? Yeah, so I think part of it is is you want some people with some specialization in the space. Uh, social media changes all the time. Uh, so you can be chasing that all the time and you want people that, that know and live and breathe in that space. And that may not be your general marketing person. Um, you know, again, just like in the faculty side, we probably aren't going to have someone teaching chemistry and English. I mean, they're just instructors, right? They can do anything, uh, you know, to say that your your marketing can do everything is 
uh, not always a, a possible thing and it's not always the best way to go. So, you know, you, you need to be willing to invest in people. Um, you reach a lot of people on social media. Uh, it's it's highly measurable. So you have to have somebody that, that can also understand and present that data in a way that your administrators might not know or understand. Um, and, you know, you 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 have to have the people that are quick and adept at this as well. So, you know, you definitely want to invest in tools for them to succeed. Um, there are social media management platforms out there. And you definitely want to invest in one of those. And, you know, having a good, solid department with people that are, are doing this all the time uh, is is, I think, critical, critical. So so uh, let's wrap it up. Um, but my thought is it's not grandpa's uh, uh, old uh, media campaign where we put in ten thousand dollars and you're going to have to buy uh, ads on billboards and, and a little bit of TV, a little bit of radio, a little bit of newspaper, and we'll rely on those snippets that we put in as, as media releases. We're talking about a rethinking of how we identify ourselves, how we, uh, you know, make ourselves more human, not just automated and cliched. Uh, but but just wrap it up for us. Tell us tell us what what the last couple of nuggets are going to be. Yeah, so I, I really like what you just said. There is, is social media is a very good way to humanize your institution, um, and you know you do have institutions out there that that have you know reputations in some area, but in, in different areas. But this is a chance to you know, really get people to envision what it's like at your college or university to put a face on this. And I think that is incredibly important. And that's something that is harder to do in the traditional uh, media sense, in the traditional marketing sense. And uh, social media, I think a lot of it is about having fun. And, and that's that's really, really important. Well, yeah. Folks, thank you for being with us uh, for another week of Let's Talk Ed. Chris Ford has been wonderful at walking, again, the middle-aged uh, curmudgeon here, uh, through what social media is about and how we can use it effectively. And hopefully you've also heard from him and learned from him how we can not just rethink in it differently, but structure it differently and how we can really start thinking about how we're going to wrap ourselves around social media as an integral approach to our education, to our marketing, to our creating a brethren among our students, faculty, and staff. Again, for Chris, this is Zahi, and this is Let's Talk Ed. See you next time.